Dancers have a lot to balance. From their pirouettes to their jumps, a dancer's performance is a direct result of hard work and motivation. So where does food fit into this? There's a lot of myths and a ton of antiquated ideals about what a dancer's diet should look like. And I'm here to dispel those. I'm Rachel Fine, registered dietitian nutritionist and founder of To The Point Nutrition. I'm the dance nutritionist and I'm here to tell you that to be a successful dancer, you don't have to diet. Instead, I'll teach you how to use food as your best tool to enhance your performance. A nourishing meal plan not only fuels your dancing, but also enhances your strength, improves your balance, supports your flexibility, and most importantly, reduces your risk to injury. Hi, so nice to see you. Nice to see you, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for joining me. I've been really looking forward to our chat. Same. And I, I love following along with you on your Instagram and congratulations for your dance masterclass and all your accomplishments. I've, it's been Thank fun you. to your posts and everything. I really appreciate that. And honestly, likewise, I love following along with you as well and just seeing everything you are up to. Why don't you give us a nice introduction and share a little bit about what you're working on right now? Yeah, so I um, in a, I'm, a, I'm a dancer with New York City Ballet and I got into the company when I was 17. I'm originally from Mobile, Alabama, which this I'm, I'm in Alabama right now. We're on vacation right now with the company, so I'm taking a little time off. And I've been in the company for about nine and a half years, I would say. And another fun fact is I also have a younger sister in the company with me. So we get to live our dream together, which is pretty amazing and um, just very grateful, so. Yeah, that's really nice and nice for your parents as well, that they can just kind of visit you both when you're up in New York. For sure, definitely. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about your training. Did you really go the full route, SAB, or did you venture off? Yes, yeah, so I moved away. Um, I left Alabama and moved to New York at 15 to train the School of American Ballet. And I was there for, I want to say, I trained, I, I went there for a few summers and um, the second summer I was there, they asked me when I was 14 to stay for the full year round program and yeah. I wasn't ready. And then they asked me again when I was 15 and I was like, this is what I want to do. So I decided to take the move and then I trained um, year round for um, my C1, C2 and like half of the advanced level, which is D, the, the, mm -hmm. uh, that's as far as you can go. And then I got asked when I was 17 to be in the company and I've been there since. It all happened so fast. So it's like, it's something you have to know pretty young too. It's, you know, when I'm telling people how my story happened, it's some people don't quite understand. And it's just something you have to, you know, start pretty quickly if you want to go professional. A hundred percent. You have to know and be committed. Online schooling, because it was just easier since we had a pretty strenuous schedule. Yeah, sure, sure. So you're in the company now, obviously. I would love to hear a little bit about your day-to-day. -day. I know you are off now, and we'll kind of talk about that, but I want to hear 
when you are in season, what your day-to-days look like in regards to your classes, your schedules, prioritize self-care and fueling. Mondays are our day off for the New York City Ballet. So we have that one day off to get everything in order after a long week. Um, and then on a normal work day, we start class at 10.30. And they're about an hour, an hour 15 class, hour 15 minute class. And then we go through our rehearsal day. And that sort of just varies depending on what ballets are being rehearsed at the time. Um, And if we're not in season, we'll finish at 7 p.m. If we are in season, depending on what ballet you're in, you know, you can finish. This show starts at 7.30. You can finish around 8.30 or you cannot be home until maybe 11 p.m. So it just. (laughs) I would say it's basically a 10 to 10 day most days. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, it just kind of varies between the day to day. A pretty full day, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, throughout that time, is it feasible for you in regards to going out for meals and snacks? Or are you mainly prepping and packing these with you? Mm Mm-hmm. So thankfully, I live really close to the theater and to our rehearsal space. So Mm -hmm. if I don't get to packing, you know, my lunch or my meals, I can go home and eat like leftovers or whatever is there or go out every now and then. It sort of just depends on my mood and what I need at the time. Take it day by day. But I do try to use my day off as like a meal prep day, depending on my energy levels. Like it's like that one day you can only fit so many things in on your day off, right? So then I get to meal prepping. If not, then I it is what it is. And I go out more that week or something and get lunch. But um, it is nice to live close by to my workspace because I'm able to go home and rest when I need to in an environment I feel really comfortable in. So I'm thankful for that. That is really nice. And I love the mindset that you have in regards to this idea of meal prep, because I think one of the challenges that a lot of dancers will face is striving for this Pinterest perfect type of meal prep that is pretty impractical, I would say, most of the time for your schedule, right? Because I'm sure a lot of those Mondays your body is catching up from just working 12-hour days that are physically intense days. Mm -hmm. So come Monday, there might be a lot of Mondays where you probably are not necessarily up for being in the kitchen and prepping all of these meals and snacks for your upcoming week. So nice mindset to have in regards to when it's feasible to you, you try and do that. But when it's not, you also sound very understanding of yourself in regards to not having to like push yourself for this like Pinterest perfect type of meal prep. I mean, if it was a perfect world, you know, I would have all my my dinners prepped for the week. But as each year passes, I just give myself more and more grace as we go along our life. You know what I mean? Because I think in the beginning, I, I wanted everything to be so set out and perfect once my career first started. And you know, it just taking day by day. That's, that's kind of how I go, to be honest. Yeah, which is important because, you know, a lot of us dancers are recovering perfectionists it's until we really get into either our professional careers or just the real world in general and realize that life throws so many curveballs yes. all the time and striving for a very regimented definition of what you might think of when you're first starting out, right? As perfection in regard to having your day off to meal prep or packing all these beautiful balanced meals is just not always practical. So I think it's important to have that flexibility. I think it's hard too, because it's like that ballerina mindset can be, you know, very 
in that perfectionistic, you know, we all have some of that in us, but. What are some snacks that you have found work for you in regards to just being in the studio when you need energy pick-me-ups and you know, what obviously you do have access to? One thing, I was actually just at the grocery store with my mom earlier and I was telling her, oh, I really love these like little shakes. I, you know, oh. I drink them after like, depending on how hard my role is, I'll drink this yeah. for my performance, even though like, Sometimes when that adrenaline kicks in, you don't always feel like putting something in your body right away, but mm -hmm. it's important. So that's something I like to have on hand at the theater. I, I like their chocolate hazelnut flavor, and that's like a really great thing to have just on hand because sometimes when you run something really hard, when you're working out hard, you have that, you know, shaky sensation of really pushing your body to the limit, and that's something that kind of just helps me get back into that grounded feeling. I have a yogurt before every performance. I have it with like a banana before a show. So I have like those two things set out in my in my fridge at the theater. I know you spoke to Janelle Manzi, a good friend of mine. I have her get golden bars at my uh, spot. Those I would say are my constants, like a mm -hmm. bar and a yogurt protein shake. And then regular food, it kind of depends on what I've prepped or what I've like picked up from <clears throat> I, but I would say, I really stick to just like making sure I'm getting all the food groups in. Like I have avocados in hand, chicken, and then also like a starch. Like I love pasta. Like I'll eat that even like during the day. One thing that you said that I think is so important, the fact about the adrenaline. A lot of times that I notice with dancers and the pre-professional younger dancers is that you are not only navigating very busy schedules, but you're active and because of that, not only are you experiencing sometimes just like the jittery feeling, many, maybe nerves before getting on stage, but many times our hunger cues just simply go unnoticed because of that adrenaline rush. So I'll have younger dancers be like, no, I feel very energized, but I'm not hungry throughout the day. And I try to explain to them that much of that energy that they might feel is more adrenaline and I still want them to eat something, eat something that's going to provide them with sufficient calories and energy to navigate through that performance right. because what's going to happen, and I don't know if you've experienced this or if this is what you're preventing by having that shake, which I love, is that shakiness after the show. Either not having the energy to get through the final bits of the show or of course, uh, feeling so exhausted and so drained post-performance period. Because I have a lot of dancers who will have some food fears when it comes to those packaged shakes. And I actually recommend them in that moment when they're feeling really nervous or jittery and they don't necessarily want to actually eat like a full snack, but need to get something in to give them that energy. So I, I love that you mentioned that. That was a really spot on thing that you're doing that I actually do recommend to a lot of dancers. Yeah, I think you can confuse kind of certain things with like adrenaline and then just like, you know, you're not so hungry. I completely agree with that because I learned that along the way. Right, right. And sometimes you have to almost just say like, no, I'm going to have a little something right now. You just put something in your body and you'll be able to get further throughout your day, honestly. And that's what has helped me is just like recognizing that like, yes, I might be, you know, nervous energy right now but I know if I have like a handful of almonds or like half a banana and some shake then maybe that can calm some things down you know what I mean oh I, I talk about this about this a lot for the younger dancers with audition season where a lot of these dancers will just be either too nervous to eat something and then before you know it it will be five six hours and they haven't 
have a refuel and they might be running on adrenaline, but before you know it, they're either going to risk energy drains later in the day, or perhaps if they have like multiple auditions lined up on a weekend or during the week, you'll start to see like Thursday, Friday auditions become such a struggle because their body isn't getting what it needs regularly throughout. So I think also you packing all of these snacks, the bars, the nuts, the shakes, all of that is such an important point for a lot of the dancers listening and something that I'm constantly posting about and sharing about is just the idea of having snacks on hand, having them readily available. It doesn't have to be this major meal prep. It could be convenience options, which is exactly what you're talking about, but be super helpful for your energy. You have to try things out. Try things out when it's not like, you know, you know you're going to have a performance that week. Try something out when you're not working so hard to make sure it doesn't affect your stomach. That's what I do to certain products. And, um, and then I figure out what works best for me. And like, I will grab those convenient, convenient things at the grocery store on my Mondays off. Um, right. I just have those things that I know work for me. Yes. Um, you know, say in case I get thrown into a valley, which happens quite often, and you don't have time to go grab like actual, like, you know, chicken or food, you have that mm-hmm. on hand um, at your convenience. So I think it's so important. Um, and helpful for sure. Absolutely, which brings up another important important point is that you don't necessarily know your schedule to a T and things can be thrown on you very last minute. So you definitely want to come prepared to that. So I really appreciate you just kind of bringing that up and stressing that importance. So talk to me a little bit about your time off. I know you mentioned self-care at the beginning of this live and (laughs) I'm very into that. So Mm -hmm. um, consider schedule is just extremely busy constantly when I'm in season and rehearsal period. Um, I make sure to get all my appointments down on my vacation time. I went to the dentist today, like all those little things you don't normally have time for. I try to fit in. I just try to make sure I'm doing things that just really ground me and put me in a really good spot to go into, um, an extremely hard season, like nutcrackers coming up and, I just try to put myself in environments that I know will help rejuvenate me to, you know, be able to reach my fullest and maximum for the season ahead, you know? So I don't, I, I try not to push myself too hard on a vacation and just really try to take the time off Mm -hmm. and okay that I'm not taking class every day because I know it's hard as dancers because you're always going. I'm definitely a very, organized person I would say and I, I like to have a schedule so vacation time is a little difficult for me in the back of my head even though I'm like relaxing per se but I try to just do more relaxed workouts and like yoga pilates and then whenever I can get into a studio I'll get into a studio do a little class like I just kind of go by whatever my body's telling me at the time And then coming back, I try to make sure I get into the studio a few times just to prevent like any injury or coming back too fast and just being smart about everything. Yeah, I love that. I love taking your time off as being this opportunity to really listen to your body. So a lot of dancers will see time off as being this period that's taking away from their dancing, like this fear of getting out of shape. But the perspective shift is that for many dancers who have such hefty schedules, 
normally this is an opportunity for you now to try listening to your body, not even just from the dancing perspective, but I often say this even with the eating perspective and trialing more intuitive eating because sometimes that could be challenging with very hectic and busy schedules. So I love hearing that you are prioritizing that. That's really awesome. So I ask all the dancers the final question on the show, and I'd love to ask you and hear your insights, is how would you define what it means to be the healthy dancer? You know, I think that can mean so many different things for each individual person. So I think you have to kind of find that specific version of yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, and each year I continue to find more and more versions of that for myself, whatever works for me. I think we like evolve throughout the years. Um, I would just say, you know, everything in moderation, doing things that feel good for yourself personally, um, putting yourself around people that, you know, help you grow. And yeah, I mean, it kind of just, I would say, the healthy dancer is just different for everyone and you continue to find that along the way. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. I think that's perfect. It is unique. It is unique to everybody. No dancer is the same, which mm -hmm. is so important for every dancer to realize because the comparative thoughts that can trickle in in the studio in regard to what another dancer is eating in regard to what another dancer is doing in regard to their like cross training routine. So I do think that it's so, it's so important to remember that concept as well um, because uh, the differences are vast and when we get too comparative it can really be so limiting. Olivia thank you so much for joining me tonight it's been such a pleasure chatting with you and hearing all of your insight. Oh it's been wonderful chatting with you too thank you for having me.